How's it going? My name is Connor Gilson and I am the president of CG Consulting and it is currently three o'clock in the morning here on, oh my god, I don't even know what day it is anymore. My days are stringing together because I work so much. Um, Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, three o'clock in the morning on Saturday. But um, just got finished with work a um, little bit longer than I wanted. I wanted to stop at 2, but got it finished at 3. And technically, I guess I'm still working because I'm doing the podcast. So I guess I probably won't stop until 4.30 or, or 3.30 or 4. Um, so yeah, YOLO. Gotta, I can't believe I just said YOLO. Whatever. Anyways, let's get into the information that is at hand for tonight. I'm going to try to pump as much energy out of my lifeless corpse into this podcast as I can as possible. Um, so bear with me, uh, should have uh, some energy left here. Um, yesterday we started talking about basically client accusation, how to get, um, clients in your doors. Um, and kind of, we start at the foundation, right? You want to start at the foundation and work your way up. Eventually I'll get to methods and how to use them. And then, um, and later on podcast, probably not part of this part, I'll go into deep, deep detail in a lot of those, uh, marketing methods that you can use. But later on in this series, I'll actually be talking about kind of the basics for how to use certain methods, um, as far as in this kind of whole, like getting yourself as many clients as possible and good quality. As we talked about last night, if you haven't checked out the podcast before this one, make sure you do because otherwise you'll be confused and you'll be only working with a part of the, a piece of the puzzle, if you will. So let's jump into this information. Um, basically, we talked a lot, a lot, blah, 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 a lot about last night on how to figure out what you want to do, how to kind of convey it. And we're going to kind of talk about that more, more focus on how to talk about what you do. Um, a question that we get asked a lot is, hey, what do you do? And I will assume that about 98, if not 100% of you don't know how to do that correctly, um, which is actually kind of funny that I've, you know, saved this part for today because I actually, while I was working or while I was driving Uber for, cause I do that to fill kind of the gaps and give myself a little bit extra money. Sometimes it's fun on the weekends and I get to meet people and stuff like that. Um, by a customer asking me or a Uber fare asking me what I do, I answered it the right way, create interest. And I actually have Um, Gave him my number and he's actually going to call because his father owns a plumbing business and he's taking over it soon. And that's all you got to do. All you do is start conversations. So let's get this started. I'm going to start with a quote, Truman Capote. uh, Conversation is a dialogue, not a monologue. That's why there are so few good conversations due to scarcity and too intelligent Talk, talkers seldom meet. So that's kind of the interesting thing. And what really popped in my head right away when I started writing this is what we know, or maybe if you're still new to marketing, um, you probably know it, but not its terminology. But that is the elevator speech or the elevator pitch. Um, the elevator pitch is something, The kind of the background on it was by the time it's basically a 30 second pitch, um, of how, like, basically if you got an elevator at a base level, by the time you got to the fifth floor, or somebody would know, um, 
what you do and all the pretty much details that are important. And basically all those details that you think are important are very incredibly boring. Um, and we'll get into that in a few minutes here. Actually, the elevator pitch was born for a very specific reason. A lot of people don't know that. Um, you'll see elevator pitches on like things like Shark Tank, um, which is actually it being used in the right way. Um, but you'll see it when they'll... I've, this is, oh man, so much headache, so much frustration. I've seen that people ask people for their elevator pitch and anything from like um, meeting with a service provider, meeting with, um, you know, somebody that's going to, that wants to sell them something. I've even seen it with uh, managers and leaders asking employees to do that. If you have done that in your life, please if you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you hire people for the love of everything that's good in this whole entire universe, stop asking your prospects as far as getting a job to do an elevator pitch. Please just, please just stop. And the reason why is because in 30 seconds, if you're trying to sell something in 30 seconds, and I don't care. And I know there's going to be some people out there that say, oh, you can sell if you're a good enough salesperson in 30 seconds. B.S. I would love to say it, but I haven't changed my podcast to explicit yet. But B.S. Honestly, just shut up because it's not the case. There's no way. There's no way a human being can express value in 30 seconds. Sorry. Come at me if you want. It's not gonna. It's just impossible. And the reason why the only place where elevator pitch is good is where it was born. And the elevator pitch was born so that entrepreneur could pitch an idea to a venture capitalist or angel investor in the hopes of receiving funding. Not. It's not designed for a service professional to try to build a relationship of trust with a potential client. In fact, if you watch a human mind, um, I did this at one webinar. Um, I said, if you enjoy hearing someone else's elevator pitch, type me in the chat. And nobody did. One person said me, lol, JK. JK. And then I said, this is a follow-up question. If any of you enjoy doing an elevator pitch, type me in the chat. And that was dead crickets. Like People are like, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Um, that's the thing. So if people don't want to say them and people don't want to hear them, then why the heck are we still doing them in 2018? Why? You can't build a, a relationship in 30 seconds. I'm sorry, you can't. You can't. All right? You can create interest, but that's not what a service provider does. Okay? Venture capitalists often judge the quality of an idea on the basis of the quality of its elevator pitch, which makes perfect sense in that situation. But that is not how any relationship develops anywhere, let alone between a client and a service professional. You're trying to earn the status of a trusted advisor, not trying to raise money to create some new product like metal detecting sandals. Okay, totally different context totally different dynamic even. So if you are not pitching your idea to a venture capitalist whose time is very, very important and they want to hear what you got immediately and get all the core, there's no, 
there's no soul or um, any type of like energy or excitement in an elevator pitch. There isn't. <clears throat> in fact, if you watch a, a human mind while it's listening to an elevator pitch, it, it actually puts up a, a front. It puts up a wall because it knows it's trying to be sold. That's what you shouldn't be doing. You got to remember, and I've said this before, we're not, if you are focusing on selling, you will never be very successful. You never will be. Go work at a car dealership. Go for it. Go do it. Okay. That's where being a slimy piece of crap every day of your life works. And honestly, a lot of car dealerships are now stepping away from that and starting to use inbound marketing instead of outbound marketing, which is, which is interesting that even the car industry is starting to do that. Because they have all the structure that they can get away with doing it this way. Although people are starting to see that this works better. So we hear the question, what do you do for a living all the time? Even when I'm driving for Uber, um, people don't assume that this is my only thing and I drive full time and stuff like that. They assume I do something else. Um, If you answer the, if somebody asks you the question, what do you do for a living? And you answer with your professional category alone, that's the wrong answer. Okay? Little sound that is, that is what, what it is. Okay? Because honestly, you, if we wanted people to, if we wanted things that we could interact with just to get directly to the point and, you know, here's my money, here, give me this. It's called Amazon, or it's called a robot. That's that's or a vending machine. Okay, we're not vending machines. We're not Amazon.com. We're not eBay. There, we're different. Okay, as a service provider, even if you're selling a product, um, there's a lot of companies that sell products, and they sell it by interacting with the customer. Um, you can see things like uh, I've mentioned it before because I know it from experience. The Best Buy, how they train their employees to educate their customers. Um, you have Wendy's on Twitter, which is the funniest crap I've ever seen in my life. If you want to follow somebody that gets Twitter really well, it's Wendy's. If somebody roasts them, they roast them right back. It, it is it is great. It's great stuff. Um, there's a local business here in Charlestown, or local to me, I guess, in Charlestown, Rhode Island called Nordic Lodge. They use Facebook. They interact with everybody. They communicate with everybody, and they're, they don't have to. They really don't have to. Nordic Lodge is famous across the United States. People drive here from California. It is like basically you you eat like a king or queen um, like or a Viking is basically what they... Um, all you can eat lobster, seafood, all the highest quality as possible. They don't need. In fact, they went from being open all week to being open three days and still making a crap ton of money. Okay, so that's a business that knows what they're doing, yet they still use Facebook at it, or correctly. Because, so what I'm getting to is you are so much more than a professional, or you're more than your profession. You are so much more. If you think you're a marketer or you think you're a real estate agent or a lawyer or a salesperson or a social media expert, I'm sorry, that's not, no, that's not the answer. What do you do? Oh, I work, I, I sell houses. Okay, cool. So does apparently everybody else. So uh, what do you do? I, uh, I design websites. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Okay. The, que- the answer is almost as quick as the question. The, no. No. 
and you're going to get this short, short response, okay? Would you like to get that kind of response? Is that, is that what you want when somebody asks you about the thing you're passionate about? Do you want the like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. No, no, that's good, good. Mm-hmm. Say like, so say like a, stro- a stockbroker meets someone whose only introduction to stockbrokers has been the movie Boiler Room, okay? So say, so say I'm a stockbroker, right? And um, somebody asks me what I do and I say I'm a stockbroker, Okay. If you haven't watched the movie uh, Boiler Room, the movie came out in, I think, 2000, and it's about stockbrokers who try to swindle innocent people out of their life savings. And also, you have The Wolf of Wall Street, which is by, by far one of my most favorite movies. I just love that movie. And same thing, like, that guy, Jordan Belfort, who I've actually learned, I've actually taken courses from before uh, that movie even came out. Um like what is portrayed in the movie, which is what he actually did was manipulate the living daylights out of people to become a multi multi-millionaire. Um, but that's what people think when you say stockbroker. So if somebody says something like that, it's going to immediately click something in their head. If you're a stockbroker, do you really want people thinking about the boiler room or Wolf of wall street where the guy just completely manipulated everybody and basically ended up getting arrested a few times because of his, business malpractice and you know scamming people basically it's not a pretty picture right so what i want you to do it's kind of a written exercise um i want you to follow this kind of um summary here i want you to write on a piece of paper part one i want you to summarize your target market in one single sentence Part two, identify and summarize the three, yes, three, biggest and most critical problems that your target market faces. Part three, list how you solve these problems and present clients with investable opportunities. Four, demonstrate the number one most relevant result you help your clients achieve. And part five, reveal the deeper core benefits your clients experience. So I actually have written here um, three, three kind of scenarios. Um, I'm probably not going to get into a long one because the long one is really, really big, but I'll do the short and then the, the medium one, okay? So say um, you're in a checkout line at a supermarket, right? Um, and somebody comes up to you and says, hey, nice to meet you. What do you do? Um, you can say, like, say you're a small, like, let's just use small business advisor, okay? Um, I'm a small business advisor. I help, and then you put part one, which you wrote down, small business owners, and then part two. So you have, I help part one, which is summarize your target market in one sentence, okay? Then small business owners do, and then part two, identify the summarize the three biggest and most critical problems that your target market faces, and then and I get more, I get them more clients and then the, the person's usually going to ask like, oh, that's very interesting. My, you know, my friend, my cousin, my wife, my, um, my daughter, my granddaughter, my grand, my grandson um, has a home based business. Can you help them? And then you. Well, tell me a bit about what she does or he does and what kind of like support you think they need. 
See? See how much different, more different that is? You're not pitching a hard thing where you only talk. You're saying things, creating interest, which then, on a psychological level, you're bringing their interest into four. Um, one of my favorite techniques to use when I was at Best Buy selling um, protection plans, which are very, very important, especially if you're spending a lot of money on a television or something like that. Um, I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, do you want the protection plan? Uh, nope. Uh, mine was, hey, do you guys know the difference between warranty and protection plans? In a lot of cases, people don't. So they then say, they click something in their head and says, Okay, I'm curious. Well, yeah, what's the difference between them? And then I explained the benefits, and then I would usually land it. Almost, I would say, depending if it was a, if it was a high end item, usually about eighty to ninety percent. If you're looking at majority, you're looking at maybe twenty five to thirty percent. But it's basically about creating interest. Same thing in the medium, the medium way, okay? Um, so say someone says, nice to meet you. Uh, Connor, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a small business advisor. I help part one, goes there, small business owners. Part two, get more clients. Well, and then the response, that's so important, getting more clients. And then I would say something like, ain't that the truth? Business owners are always looking to find more clients, but often complain that they hate marketing and selling parts one and two, more of two. And then the customer says, can I confess something to you, Connor? I'm one of those business owners and I always need new clients, but I really hate marketing and selling. That actually, like once I explain the thing that happened tonight, you'll see. Um, I hear that, but it so doesn't have to be that way. In fact, I teach people just like you how to love marketing and selling and at the same time get as many clients as their heart desires. More of part two, part three, and five, okay? And then the customer, their prospect is going to say like, hey, tell me more. I got some questions, you know, um, you know, things like that. So before we jump into the next part, um, I'll explain what happened tonight. Um, I was talking to the gentleman that was in my car, and he asked, what do I do? And my response was, well, I own my own business. I'm a, a business consultant. I help, uh, I help customers use uh, social media and internet marketing to get um, clients, to get them instead of, in, instead of outbound marketing, I use inbound marketing, which is a lot easier for client accusation. So what I did there was I explained what I do. I explained, I hit the point that I get customers in an easier way than what's out there. I didn't give the full details. It's still just like a couple, like maybe a couple sentences there. I mentioned inbound and outbound marketing, which always creates a, um, a kind of click in their head, like, what, what's that? What's the difference? Like, what is inbound? What is outbound? Um, and then he just started asking me questions. He's like, hey, and it was actually a pretty good fit because I work with a lot of roofers, plumbers, electricians. And he's like, hey, he's like, you know, um, my dad has his own plumbing business. He's been here. He's been here for 33 years and he gets enough business, but he's kind of complacent right now. Um, you know, 
I, as I, I'm going to be taking over the business soon, me and my brother, and we want to kind of get a lot more, a lot more customers. We want to kind of return, retire at this age. Like, what do you think is the best like media for us to do that? I'm like, well, for plumbing, you're probably going to be focusing probably mainly on Facebook. I then gave him one tip that I know, which for plumbers. So I explained to him, I'm like, well, you know, because he had mentioned that his dad used the yellow pages. I forgot to mention that. He uses the yellow pages and doesn't really, that has worked in the past, but he's ticked off about how expensive it is and how nobody really looks at yellow pages anymore. Um, so he's like, so I don't really don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, you mentioned that your dad is kind of used to using one thing, and I find that as a kind of common thing for all these vetted, you know, older companies they got used to something and then they don't really want to change because they're kind of scared to change and things like that and they don't want to learn the whole marketing curve and stuff like that i'm like so it's a very normal thing that happens but once they realize that they need to get out of that and they start utilizing this they they eventually see very quickly how much they have missed out in the past by not starting earlier and he's like oh okay so i mentioned how on Facebook, you can target a lot better. I'm like, so that's the interesting thing about all the old medias. You have, you know, billboards, you have yellow pages, phone books, um, radio ads, TV ads, um, newspaper flyers, door knocking, things like that. Um, actually, let's take door knocking out, throw that out. All those other things I listed. I'm like, they're very blanket te- techniques, right? Like, you can't control who sees anything. He's like, yeah, that's true. I'm like, you know, billboards seen by everybody that's driving around the road. Like at this point, I had, we were at his location. He's choosing to stay in the car and talk to me. Like I, I was like, oh, have a good night at one point. He's like, no, 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 I want, I want to keep talking. So I shut off Uber and I'm now having a conversation. I'm now talking to this prospect. Um, I'm like, but with the thing with Facebook and all these other social media platforms, one, everybody's on them. Number two, you can target the people that actually are going to need your services. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's interesting because um, if somebody sees your ad as a plumber and they have an apartment, are they going to be the one that decides whether they use you as the plumber? He's like, no, the landlord will. I'm like, good. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, so if you're wasting dollars on some person like me who lives in an apartment, um, because I do not have the time to maintain a house in my, nope, absolutely not. Um, who lives in an apartment and something happens like that. I'm like, actually, we just sprung a leak in my basement and I literally can't do anything about it. It ticks me off that it's there, but I'm, the landlord says he's going to have somebody come look at it a week from now. He's like, oh geez. And I'm like, yep. I'm like, so somebody like me shouldn't be seeing your ad because I don't have any control. I'm not the gate. I'm not the decision maker. All right. Um, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, with Facebook, what if I told you you could only or you could target only the decision makers? He's like, how? And I'm like, well, there is a actual target feature in Facebook ads where you can target people that own homes. And he's like, no way. And I'm like, yep, that's what you can do. I'm like, so it's a much more, you're spending your, you're taking your money, your ad spend dollars and putting it in a very focused um, vacuum and making sure that you're hitting the right people. And now that's just one tip. It was enough to create enough interest in him. And because I know enough about the market and I know enough about 
the marketing and how like all that because of talking to past customers like I mentioned in yesterday's podcast using what other customers and prospects and clients have told me I could show that I was educated on the matter and talk to them specifically because of that niche so he took down my number and he's going to be calling me and we're going to have a meeting and then we're going to move move from there but that's how easy it is but now if he asked me hey what do you do and I was just like yeah I, I own my own business and I I do like I do marketing okay like even even when you say it like that even if they're curious you're kind of acting short you're you are like you may not you may be passionate about it but you're cutting short you're like yeah i'm i own a market you're you're oh it's so annoying and i know and i understand and i sympathize with you guys because you've been taught by people like to, to do that and it's just the common flow herd thing that's what everybody else does mine as well um at one point i like things that create intrigue I've always liked that in every single aspect of my life. He asked me for my business card, and I said, nope, don't have them. And he's like, why not? I'm like, because they're, they're stupid. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, they're dumb. And I'm like, and I'm like I have business cards. They are actually like metal. Um, but I only give them to a certain amount of people, and since I've changed my number, I haven't ordered them because they are like super expensive. And I only give them to people that I absolutely think are going to be uh, clients. I'm like, but to be honest, I enjoy not having them right now. He's like, why? I'm like, because they're pointless, especially in this age. Like, they're just something that you'll stick in your wallet and you throw it out. He's like, huh. I'm like, that's not marketing. And I'm like, our conversation here, that's what's going to get me to get you to call me. And a piece of paper is not going to ever do that. He's like, I like that. So it's about creating intrigue. It's about creating interest. It's about showing people that you're passionate. If you are passionate about something, you'll never rattle off one sentence about what you do, okay? If you love somebody or you met this guy or girl that you are getting to know, they come up. And when they come up in conversation, you talk about them. You hang there for a bit. You don't just be like, yeah, I'm dating this girl. She's cool. Like, nope. Or like, yeah, I love my mom. Well, why do you love your mom? So it's not about just rattling out quickly. And sometimes we get in the the hang-up of doing that. And we shouldn't. We really shouldn't. But let's move on to the next thing. So with those, those kind of, those two, the short example and the medium example that I gave you earlier um, about how to use the parts to fill up your... Um, when somebody asks you, what do you do? How to do it the right way? Uh, what I want you to do is to practice with a colleague or two. I want you guys to call one another spontaneously to ask, what is it that you do? And that's the interesting thing. The most important principle of this podcast, and a lot of people aren't going to do it. And that's where they lose, okay? That's why I can afford giving out free information. Because majority of you aren't going to use it and you're never going to become my competition because you do not take crap seriously. I'm sorry, somebody needed to tell you. If you're listening to this podcast or you listen to videos, like how many podcasts and videos and books do you have to read before you get off your butt and do something? 
Like, if you're not doing that, then I'm sorry. You're not an entrepreneur. You're not. If you don't take action, you can, and I am a big fan of getting as much knowledge as possible, but if you do not take action on that knowledge, you are an idiot. Sorry, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to tell you that you're just preparing to get ready or, oh, I got to learn before I do. No, you can learn before you do, but start applying immediately. Something pops in your head or I say do something, do it. Simple as that. That's how you get progress. And I know some of you may be offended. I'm being aggressive and it's rough and (laughs) wah. But let me tell you, one of the reasons why I am successful is because the voice that you're hearing now is inside my own head and it is way more aggressive on me than it is on you. I am being gentle by my standards. There's times where I do saw stuff and I'm like, you, yeah, it'd be intense if you heard what I, how I talk to myself. But that is the important principle of this. If you are honestly listening to this podcast and you plan on not having taking any action, just stop. I don't need your number, one extra number or two extra numbers next to the little play button that tells me how many people listen to it. If I have one listener and only one listener, if one is there just every day and they're actually applying and utilizing it, that's what I care about. If you're listening to this to support me and you're not going to apply it or you're listening to this because you found, you found me through a friend or you're listening to me because you follow my Facebook page and you're not going to actually apply this, step off. <laughs> good song by Ka- uh, uh, Casey McGraves. Step off. It's a good song. Um, Basically, just go pound sand, go do something else, go watch House of Cards, go play Madden, um, you know, Mario Kart, whatever you gotta do. Go watch Walking Dead. That's what you should be doing. Don't waste your time listening to me if you're not gonna actually apply it. But what I want you to do, if you are the type of person that takes action, is practice, practice with a colleague or two, or a friend, or whatever, or somebody that has the same mindset as you as far as business. After you've practiced with this colleague, it'd be good if I could talk, answer these questions for one another. Did I sound relaxed and comfortable? Could you sense my passion and excitement for what I do? What really grabbed your attention? Because learning is only a means to an end, but taking action and practicing, that's how you're going to get clients. That's how you're going to do it. Like I said in the podcast last night where I was on a webinar somebody mentioned a really good tactic and I was like hey might as well try it and I got my first client ever because of that about taking action heck there was hundreds of people on that webinar yeah I was the only one there that picked up the phone during the webinar and called and started using it and ended up booking a client for from it Another question you should ask yourself, what did you like best or least about your dialogue there? Use this exercise as pretty much an opportunity to get honest, open feedback, both from yourself, and you can even ask them to ask what did you like or the best or least about my whole presentation there. Because... 
that's how you get open feedback. That's how you get honest feedback that you can fine tune your methods to. And that's what's going to make you the best that you can be. See, the fact is, when you're passionate and excited about what you do, and you let it show, it's incredibly attractive. And yes, I picked attractive for a reason, thank you. It's incredibly attractive to hear somebody that talks about what they do with passion and fire. So if you rattle off when somebody asks what you do, oh, I'm a real estate agent. I sell houses. All right, that's okay, cool. I, I don't feel anything. I don't feel any attraction there. I don't think I should use you over the real estate agents that I know. Um, I don't think that I should do that. Okay? And I probably would have lost that prospect tonight if I had just said that like that. No one's going to buy from you. I'm going to be honest. You know who's... Actually, you know what? You're, I'm wrong. Okay. I, I will admit it. I'm wrong. Somebody will buy from you. If you keep doing it enough, it will happen. It's a number game to a degree. If you have no passion and you're lackluster, somebody will buy from you. But I guarantee you that they're going to be a loser. That, because no one, no one like me will ever listen to... And I recently put somebody through this hell... By having them pitch to me while they, when they first got to know me, pitch to me their business that they do and trying to get me on board. And while they handled it pretty well, I could tell they were ticked off the entire time. But the reality is somebody like me who, one, has the money to do an investment and has investments of his own and is very forward and aggressive and very passionate about money, and very passionate about happiness, and very passionate about success, is never going to say to somebody that says, yeah, okay, I do this, or this is why you should join, or blah, blah, blah. If they're not, if they don't match my energy level, I will not do anything with them. I don't care how good the idea is, um, I won't do it. If Because if somebody can't show me energy, then I have no belief that they're going to do put energy into what they're actually doing. It's easier to put energy in your voice. And I understand. I've learned how to teach and use my voice and fluctuate and use uh, emphasis and all that other stuff to make me easy to listen to or formative and have a lot of power behind it. And some of you may not have that speaking ability, but learn it. Read books on how to speak. Learn how. Go to watch keynotes. Go watch um, TEDx. Dude, we have TVs and computers, and TVs that are, are basically computers now, where you can go on YouTube and watch TEDx and see people who know how to motivate and move an audience. Like I said, I've mentioned them a bunch of times. Watch Gary Vaynerchuk. That guy has energy. Crazy amounts of energy for, I think he's like his mid or late 40s. His energy, I don't even know how he works as much as he does and has all this energy constantly. Like, I have energy here and it's late at night and I've been working all day, but I literally want to crawl in a ball and die <laughs> to a certain degree. But I'm still able to put the energy. But him, it's insane. It's amazing. So... 
when you do that, when you have that passion and excitement, it's going to move people. Because the interesting thing is real passion can never, ever, 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 ever be faked. And there is nothing more appealing and convincing than knowing someone is speaking from their heart. And that's what it is. So if some, next time somebody asks you, you don't even have to do it successfully the first couple of times. Heck, you've been thrown away for the past, what, 10, 15 years? Hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm a real estate agent. Oh, I'm a lawyer. Oh, I'm an accountant. Accountant. I find, hey, um, I'm, what do you do? I help people find ways to get, get money back. I help them find ways to get money back so that they can put it back into their business, whether it's marketing or advertising or something else, um, so that they can grow their business. Um, I'm really good at making sure that you get your biggest refund when it comes to taxes. I help, I help businesses that are struggling by pushing them forward, by getting more money back to them so that they can feel more release or relieved and push forward with their business. This real estate agents, I help people find their dreams. I help people move into a place that they have only dreamed about I make that a reality I I help people achieve happiness um, I keep family safe I find you know I'm a basically a problem solver and I mean these are things I'm just popping off my head if I sat down with every profession and thought about it I could probably come up with some really really good ones these are ones that are just coming off my head I'm a lawyer I, I save people's asses is what I do I save people from um, a bunch of different things. Uh, when, the, when a human is at its most stressed point in its life, I'm there. I help take that pressure off. I help give them a shoulder to lean on. That's what I do. It sounds more fun. It sounds more passionate. It sounds more human. You're not a robot just stating your profession. Like, that's what I feel like we are. We wait in anticipation for somebody to do it, and we'll say it. It's like, sometimes, like, they don't even get the sentence out. Like, hey, what are you doing? I'm a computer engineer. Like, okay. Wow, okay. Awesome. That's, that's a little bit scary. And there's passion there, but you're not educating. You're not teaching. If you're a service provider or a business owner, you need to educate. You need to teach. That's what you got to do. That's why consultations work so well. But anyways, that is about it for tonight. Make sure that from tonight on, you do those, do those exercises that I mentioned, but also start talking about what you do with passion. And start learning everything you possibly can. If, if, I, if somebody comes to pitch something to me and I can punch holes through it, or they don't know answers, if, if somebody asks you a question and you don't know it, Bluntly honest with them. Hey, I don't know that, but what I'd like to do is take some time to, you know, research that and so I can get the right answer for you. People like humility. People like like human interaction. There's some people that are going to get butt hurt and upset about that. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. But better off not having them, really honestly. But if you have a bunch of holes in your pitch or you have a bunch of holes in what you do and if people ask you questions about it and you don't really know, one, you're either way too new and you need to learn. And that's okay. You can tell them that. 
um, or you don't care. Sorry, that's what it is. If you don't know every aspect of your business, if you don't know every little thought, every little thing, and you're not constantly learning more and more and more, then you don't care. Simple as that. So start caring. Start showing people that you do care. Start showing people that you're passionate and show them why you're passionate because you can get these people results. Stop thinking of the person you're talking to as doing you a favor by spending money on your services or buying into your program or buying your product or signing up for you for your business, whatever. Stop thinking that they're doing you the favor. Because when you're the expert and you're the professional and you love what you do and you just, just, oh, it comes through every fiber of you, they are the ones that have a lot to win. They have, are the ones that have a lot to gain from your presence. They are the ones that have a lot to experience and utilize in their business because they know you. And be very confident in it. I'll tell you straight to your face. This podcast is probably one of the best stinking things that's ever happened to you. Because I'm blunt and I'm honest and I tell you how it is and I teach you methods and I don't take the crap, oh, I'm tired or, oh, I got to, you know, I work all day and then I get off at five and then I go watch TV. Wah, stop complaining, do. That's all it is. That's all it is. And trust me, I am like this because I want to help you get to a level that you never thought was possible. But you got to be passionate. You got to love what you got to do. You got to be up at 3.42 in the morning doing a podcast when you really should go to bed. That's what it is. That's what makes successful people different. They're just passionate about what they do. Anyhow, guys, that is about it. I am actually going to fall asleep in a couple minutes. So... Um, the good thing about getting all that energy out is now I don't have any more energy left. So I will sleep like a baby and I wake up tomorrow and do it all over again. So that's the fun part. Yeah, I'm one of those people. That's the thing. Look for people that you learn from that read their books or, or listen to their podcasts or webinars, things like that, that are actually doing. They're actually doing what they're saying because that's what's going to help you because it constantly changes, especially if you're in something like me, like marketing. The market always changes, and most markets change these days. It's part of technology. It's part of um, the way we're kind of reverting back to the person-on-person thing um, versus just computers. Um, it's more of a really good book to that explains that is by Gary Vaynerchuk. Yep, I love him, yeah. Secret, secret crush. Anyways, um, Gary Vaynerchuk is one of the books that a lot of people don't really focus on or read. It's called The Thank You Economy. It talks about um, how we're reverting back to the old days when our grandparents would go into like a butcher shop and be like, hey, this is what I want. And they already knew the order, like the butcher already knows the order because they're so familiar with them. That's what you want to be. You want to be that close to your customers, your clients. Find out what they like. Send them gifts. Um, at the height of my business, I would send tickets to like and i'm not into sports but they mentioned they like the team i'd send them tickets to my like my higher end clients um and my lower end clients i'd still do things for them um yeah so that's about it for tonight i know i said that already but i am actually meaning it this time i know 
sad, cry. I'm, I'm going to miss you. Till tomorrow, I am the president of CG Consulting, and my name is Connor Gilson, and I'll be seeing you.